Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. This is the New Year episode, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the new call for wellness interventions. Yes. Good morning. Hello. Hello. I didn't want to say policy because I don't. I, I don't like. I don't know. It's so boring <laughs> to me. I well, you know what? Let's unpack that because policy is actually exciting. Okay, the reframe. <laughs> A reframe. You don't sound convinced, but I'm going to convince you. You know how we talked about uh, a couple podcasts ago, the way that uh, coaching gives us structure, frameworks, basically rules around communication Mm -hmm. that actually allows us to slow down the functioning of our reactive limbic and reptilian brain so that we can use our neocortex. Yes. Those same rules apply to the way that policy engages with society at large. And so if we're thinking about coaching being a discipline that gives us bumpers on the bowling lanes of communication, mm-hmm. policy is what gives us bumpers on the bowling lanes of how society operates. Mm. So policy also controls, uh, I mean, I guess it depends on the individual, but uh, controls how we're activated or not. It very much does. And and, and in in this particular conversation, um, policy takes a look at where we place our intention, Mm -hmm. where we place our um, priorities. And from the perspective of, of looking at wellness as a market sector, um, as a sector in and of itself that has a lot of different aspects of reach globally, um, what we're really talking about is is centering wellness in a way that makes it accessible for all humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so usually uh, the New Year's resolution uh, is a focus on ourselves and you know our o- own immediate wish list, but today we're going to kind of pull back and um, look at resolutions globally. Yes, yes, absolutely. And absolutely. how coaching can help. Yep, and and where coaching fits into this because we're seeing something truly revolutionary um, take place right now. The Global Wellness Summit in, in 2022, before the new year, put forth a call for wellness policy taking a multidisciplinary approach to looking at you know how wellness is thought of and distributed globally. And the reason that there's been this shift in looking at global policy is because all of the research, all of the data, everything that we've learned, especially coming out of the pandemic, is that if as a global society, We need to, this is not a wish list, we need to adopt preventative approaches to lifestyle and environment Mm. if we are going to address the mounting crises of our time because the world is getting sicker, our environment is dying, and everything is getting more expensive. So when you say lifestyle and environment, what do you mean by that? 
So it's this is why why it's such a big blanket. It's such a big blanket, and and this is a, a really great place to look at you know the different sectors and where coaching sits within this. So if we're talking about um, lifestyle, you know what do we know? We know that the world's population is growing sicker, lonelier, and older. Right. So that's one of the issues. That's one of the macro forces that is making wellness policy important. Um, Thinking about the role of a coach, how could an individual coach working at a community level or an organizational level have an impact with a population that's growing sicker, older and lonelier? I mean, so many ways, right. uh, you mean as far as like how to help? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, uh, everything from group work to individual sessions, to programs, to, uh, I mean, on and on, I mean, basically how coaches, uh, work today and, and that work is always changing and growing. And every day there's a new way that, uh, you know, I learn about how coaches helping other people. Oh, a hundred percent. So, um, so that would, would fall into the sector of, of looking at, um, you know, mounting health crises. Um, and that's, you know, one individual level. So there's a lot of, um, coaches who work in the arena of elder care, mm-hmm. multi-generational households, um, taking a look at if we're thinking about something really simple like Martin Seligman's framework around flourishing called PERMA, one of the aspects of PERMA is helping people um, connect to others in a really healthy and satisfying way. And so if you're one coach out there in the world and that is your particular niche, helping people make friends and build community as adults, wow what an impact that you can have on an individual level and at a community level. Right? Yeah. And also real quick for, for, for those who don't know, uh, PERMA is an acronym, correct? Yes. And what does it stand for real quick? I know we've done episodes on this. Yeah. So PERMA is um, a, a model. It's a scientific theory of happiness. It mm-hmm. comes from, from Martin Seligman. And the P in PERMA stands for positive emotion. The E stands for engagement. The R stands for positive relationships. Uh, M is meaning. And A is accomplishments. Mm. So that's one model. That's one framework. And, you know, something that I, I think is important to understand about um, policy is that The reason that this is coming up now is because coming out of the pandemic, uh, wellness both took a a nosedive where folks were slashing services that they were using. Mm -hmm. And then it also boomed where there was this incredible wave that was being caught in terms of people saying, wow, I really need to think about my health. Right. I really need to think about my community and my interpersonal resources because guess what? My job isn't going to save me. Um, and I really need to think about the way that I live on this planet because this planet might not sustain me. Um, and so the, the shift in policy is moving from something that was once considered a consumer good to something that is um, important 
for all of us to adopt and shift the understanding of wellness from a consumer trend to a, a, a policy imperative where governments, businesses, communities, and individuals are all focused on getting people access to this kind of stuff, like the PERMA framework that centers meaning, connection, achievement, relationships, positive emotions. All of that can impact the way our society functions at both a micro and a macro level. Yeah, it seems like the pandemic, um, one of the gifts of the pandemic is it's uh, given us an, an awakening. It has What's given important? us an awakening. We, yeah. So let's let's take another aspect of our world that's, that's driving this shift. Um, it is simply true that health systems globally are failing to keep up while the economic burden of staying healthy uh, is, is getting more and more expensive. What have you seen? What's, your, what's been your experience with this? I mean, I think everything from um, people's workspaces, so not only what they do, but how they want to be treated in, in their jobs and their careers, mm-hmm. uh, seeing a lot of that coming up. Uh, as everything gets more expensive, what we want to invest in, what we want to put our money toward. Um, you you just said that uh, it's becoming less about a consumer market, mm-hmm. which I think, uh, you know, I, I you know I think it is is people are I think less interested in things and more interested in experiences. That's also happening. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if we're looking at, you know, what currently exists, we have the medical model. That's public health, public policy. It focuses on treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's driven by uh, pathology, which is basically what's wrong with you, which is an okay thing. We're, I'm, not just, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. If there's something wrong with you, it's a good idea to find out what it is. Um, there's dedicated government funding to it. Um, there's a lot of chronic disease focus, uh, obesity, COVID, cancer, um, you know, all of the other stuff that's coming down the pike these days. And what's missing is a mandate or resources to address what you're talking about, the experiential aspect of things, mm-hmm. which is lifestyle and environmental. Yeah. So from there, if we then move into what wellness and really specifically coaching can do is wellness-based policy has two components, our actual well-being and our happiness levels, the way that we feel. And implicit in in both of those is our our physical environments and our relational environments, whether Mm -hmm. we're at home, at work, at a store, on a road, you know, all of this plays into the way that we experience our lives. So wellness policy, and if you're a coach out there, uh, listen to this carefully to see where, where you might find interest because this is work that you can do, is prevention on health optimization with the goal of improving well-being and happiness. I know a lot of coaches who focus in that area. What do you see? You're probably more in, in that space than I am these days. When you say... Uh- Prevention, what did you say? Prevention of what? Prevention of disease, mm-hmm. health optimization, uh, with the goal of improving both the way that you look and feel and how happy you are. 
Yeah, I just, I mean, I just personally joined and there's a lot of this stuff happening. Uh, uh, it's a membership to exactly what we're talking about, where the, someone comes to my house, they do blood work, they check all my levels and, uh, it's kind of putting a black light to, um, everything from, you know, bloating to, uh, you know, testosterone levels and all of this. And it, it it's, uh, it's, it's really booming in, and I'm, I'm doing this because I'm, you know, about to turn 50, but it's, it's really, uh, taking a, a front seat as far as like quality of sleep. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the way that, uh, our body reacts to food, all this kind of stuff. So it, there's like this new, um, instead of just going to the doctor when you're sick, right. Which is kind of our uh, parents' definition of wellness. Um, there's this new, uh, and a lot of companies behind, um, fine tuning your, uh, your body, your state, and, uh, what you're talking about environment relationships, all of that. And, and I think like it's, it's almost becoming a new way of living. I agree. And this is, this is exactly the conversation that, that we need to be having and shouting from the rooftops, mm-hmm. you know, as we move into a new year, there's, there's a lot of um, new shifts that are happening and taking hold. What, what you're describing is um, integrative health yes. that's coming to your home. Yes. So, uh, you know, for coaches out there listening, wow, you know, this is something that you can do because the sector that John's describing is driven by individual lifestyles um, and environments for wellness. So where we need to widen spaces for access um is in who has access to this kind of stuff Mm. you know are there are there community centers where people could drop in to get that kind of information you know in a low cost format um can we look at this in terms of the way that health and public policy are currently centered on spending and say hey maybe we can shift some of those dollars over to preventative wellness so that mm-hmm. folks don't get to a place where disease needs to be treated. Yeah. And, and also I, I think, um, as we all decide to, to fine tune our lives, uh, it creates a lot of room for now coaches to come in because coaches can be, uh, specializing, you know, in different areas of your life as opposed to like general therapy. Oh yeah. And, and so we just, you know, touched on the, the health side of things, but then there's the whole other side of the coin that's you know, happiness and well-being outcomes. Right. You know, I cited loneliness as one of the major problems that our society is facing right now. Happiness policy, and thinking about this from the perspective of a coach, is focused on um, basically a top-down approach to changing the way that we look at our environments. And I think that this is where a lot of workforce wellness is coming in Mm -hmm. because people are just so gosh darn miserable that there's now this kind of critical look that's being taken at, well, well, what are our environments like? And this is a place where I think there is heading into this new year, especially a ton of space for coaches to step up, innovate, and really create um, new applications for wellness that don't exist yet. Yeah. And that's really exciting. 
it is exciting. So if we're thinking about, you know, our environments, this is this is massive. I've been talking for a long time about this concept of wellness real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is the consumerized version of this. When we shift it over to a policy mindset and global call, what we're really looking at is is our environments themselves. Everything from the access to trees that we have and green spaces to access to sunlight within mm-hmm. the buildings that we work or beautification projects or street lights or our homes. Um, and it's, it's incredibly extensive to be thinking about, well, you know, what does increase well-being and what does increase happiness since we know that those factors contribute so greatly to preventing disease and equipping us to face the challenges of our time. Yeah. I, I think it's exciting. You know, I, um, because I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit older. I feel like I, I'm not like, you know, our parents, but I'm also, uh, not a millennial and somewhere in between growing up with, uh, this very color by numbers, uh, to happiness, you know, go to college, get a job, all of that stuff, uh, security insurance. And now, um, I feel like we, it, it's not colored by numbers. I feel like it's, there's a lot of customization. I feel like uh, we can create uh, anything that we want as far as life design, our, our environments, everything that, that we're talking about is it, just like opened up. Um, it, it went from like black and white. I picture like uh, uh, Pleasantville or like that uh, um, Leave it to Beaver kind of TV show to now life in color. And it's exciting, but it's also kind of terrifying because it's like, where do I even begin? I hear you. And, and And policy helps with this. I think policy keeps it framework structure. Yeah. Policy. This is exactly it. Exactly. The, the global wellness um, Institute put out a really nice chart that kind of looks at, you know, where this all lives. So if, if we're talking about um, the old, you know, we're talking about basic needs, that obviously we all need to attend to from a policy perspective, making sure that people have shelter and housing, mm-hmm. water, basic safety, crime, violence, nutrition. Um, and then from there, we kind of bridge out into access to education and employment and access to opportunities and equity. None of this is new. We've been talking about all of this for a long time, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of policies that are set forth to um, advance this stuff, you know, alongside environmental production, which is water quality, greenhouse gases, natural resources, biodiversity, right? So those are our basics. That's the foundation. We need to keep on keeping on with all of that. Where the space for the new lives is really specific and it's also really specifically oriented to what coaches can do. One of three areas is community and connection. Mm. And what that looks like from a policy perspective and from a coaching perspective and from an entrepreneurial and innovative perspective is how do we actually create the next for social support network and connections? How do we create the next to combat loneliness? Mm -hmm. How do we create pro-social behaviors like kindness? 
how do we reboot participation in communities when we've gotten so fractured? So I'm not saying that there's a solution set out there. Um, I'm saying that this is a, a problem that, that everyone needs to come together to solve and coaches have every opportunity to be at the forefront here. Yeah, I hear you asking um, better questions as far as like, you know, I think we're all asking uh, different and better questions today more than ever. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, knowing the change that we need to lead, let's play a little bit. Where, where do you think that we can go? What do you see? I mean, you and I have been in this space and we've both just like done really innovative things around community building, health, safety, um, just in the, the decade that we've been at it. What do you see that's really worked and what do you want to double down on? Yeah. So community connection, um, I think are huge now. It's interesting because with social media and, you know, with the, the internet, there's more opportunities for that. But at the same time, there's a disconnect because, you know, we're on our phones more in front of screens. So, um, I think what's going to happen is, uh, we're going to be more, I think micro communities. Mm -hmm. So whether that's in person, um, or it's online, creating uh your own huddle creating uh friendships creating uh groups that hang on similar passions i think a lot of that is happening uh so instead of jumping into this massive community i think uh, customized and micro communities are uh, going to be uh meaningful and, and potent in, in in your life absolutely i 100 percent agree with you um there's another chart that the Global Wellness Summit gives us, and it, it talks about the different layers of impact. And I think that um, where I see the most room for innovation is at the micro level, which mm -hmm. is individual practices and behaviors, and the meso layer, which is our immediate living environments and communities. And the reason that I think that there's a lot of work to do at the micro level is this idea of pro-social behaviors. Mm. Kindness is, yeah. is, a, is a primary example that if there were, you know, widespread policy, um, which is basically many voices saying the same thing, let's be real. Policy is all about education and awareness, uh, talking about how we can turn our own dial towards basic self-awareness of the way that we show up and the way that we feel so that yeah. we can make decisions about whether or not we're, we're experiencing our world the way we want to or whether we're creating that experience for other people. And then that bleeds out into larger living environments um, and communities. And that's where I see, it, it's a link that I haven't fully been able to make consciously yet because synthesis takes a long time sometimes, but I really genuinely feel that there is a connection between pro-social behaviors and caring more for our environment. Mm -hmm. um, even things like where I live in Philadelphia, there are a couple of neighbors that I see who um, on the weekends pick up trash. Mm. Uh, there's a group of people who goes and, and weeds the community garden um, along the side of my street. And I'm so grateful 
every time that I see those people engaging in those behaviors. And so if we're taking the time to really turn the dial inward towards cleaning up proverbially the forest of our interior that may have a natural um, outward impact. Yeah, it's almost like the um, the micro is uh, affects directly the, the macro. I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. You know, because the the true macro is uh, society and and economic factors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you're thinking, you know, okay, well, how do I do this on a level that actually makes this kind of stuff accessible to all? It's being a leader. You know, it's being a role model. It's being the person to pick up trash in your neighborhood. It's being the yeah. person to garden the community garden. Um, it's being the person to ask your coworker, Hey, are you doing okay? Is there Mm -hmm. anything I can do to make your day better? Um, and each of those very small moments of impact will create this net that we can all rely on. Yeah. My biggest takeaway from this conversation is that, uh, we care about different things today. And I think by doing so, um, we are actually becoming more human. What a great message to take us into the new year. Yeah. Well, thank you for this conversation and uh, not making the word policy boring. No, (laughs) never. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, happy new year, everyone. Thank you for listening. It's, It's great to be with you as we trudge into... 2023 and you know let's all hold hands and and make it a little bit more joyful around here right yeah be well thanks for listening to everything life coaching if you're feeling the draw to become a coach head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything explore a new career that brings fulfillment gives you a true sense of purpose and a bold community to do it with Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.